Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. The last time that we talked to you all, it was last year. So happy new year, everyone. Happy new year, Michelle. Happy new year, everyone. Oh my goodness. It's so, I always love, I mean, it's cheesy and overdone, but it's like, haven't seen you since last year. Ha ha. Even the last year was last week. All haven't I haven't chatted with you since last year. All I want to say is that I know you're going to relate to this and we'll talk about it a little bit on this episode, but <clears throat> sorry. I, I've been waiting for 2023 for six months. Eight months. I would say even longer. Well, but really thinking about how do I ground myself in staying in the present moment, but also thinking about what are my thoughts and what are my desires for 2023. So I've well, it's, it's an interesting thing to t- kind of straddle staying in the present moment, but also taking the actions and taking the um, choices that are presented or the thoughts that are presented to me for 2023. So I am really excited that we're actually in well, 2023. Well, guess what? You made it, Barbara. I did. I How does it, it feel? Fantastic. How does 2023 feel for you? Fantastic. So far. Fantastic. What are some of your first inklings of it? Freedom. You know, I've shared, I've shared some things, I've shared some things, you know, along the way here in the past few episodes and more to come, more to come. I'm not someone who really shares anything that I'm not feeling that I'm a hundred percent through and ready to share because I want to make sure that it's makes sense and that I'm able to do it in a place of coming out the other side and not so much um, wrapped up in it. So more to come this year, but I just feel very strongly about 2023 and how we actually can begin this new year in alignment with who we are, what we want and own our power. Amen. You know, especially as a woman, like I've got this very much of a woman's vibe going on right now and no diss to any, anyone else out there. Who doesn't identify as a woman. Who doesn't identify as a woman or a man. I just have this very strong vibe because the, toward the end of 2023. You know, I think like 95% of our listenership is women, so. Well, it, well toward, the end, toward the end of 2023, it, it became very clear to me some of the things that I was experiencing, which I will share along the way in 2023, it, that there's a very big, deep bias 
there's still in my sphere, in my surroundings, in the in the place where I live and do work and and love, there's a huge still there's still a huge bias. And being a product of the '60s, the women's movement was really huge for me, and so it just really has made me very aware of how it can be interesting and tricky. Well, even I, I don't even know about bias, but it's just like disrespect. Okay. Yes, I agree. I mean, bias too, but I also no, have been noticing the disrespect. Totally. As your, I guess I'm just like your little, what's that word of, you know how sharks have those little animals that like sit on their <laughs> backs and kind of like um, just mooch off, not mooch, but like they're just there and they see everything and they eat their scraps. I'm your little. <laughs> You're so cute. I love your visuals. <laughs> It's true. What, no. What's it called? I'm gonna I don't know. It out. You but I'm your little shark person. So I see everything and I'm like, the disrespect, the audacity of that man. Didn't like that. Still don't like that. It's wild. You're so right. You're so right. It is disrespect. Call it what it is. I always try to be a little bit more. I don't know why I like to do that, but you're right. It is total disrespect. And I think to take it to another level, which we're not going to talk about today, but maybe we should, Michelle, maybe in the next episode, take it to another level. It is disrespect. And I am supposed to be okay with it. Like, this is how it is. Are you expecting me to feel or do anything differently? So it's really wild. So I guess we just kind of teased what another episode could be. So happy new year, everyone. Wow. All right. Just because I love to close a circle, close a loop, it's a remora. I'm a remora. You're the shark, and we have a symbiotic relationship. Makes sense for everyone who needed to to know that. Makes sense. Um, but I'm happy to be, <laughs> I'm happy to be your remora. But yes, um, for me, 2023 as your remora, I've experienced and witnessed a lot of what you've been going through. But of course, I'm my own person, and I have my own stuff and my own issues, and. I think even since the pandemic in 2020 until now in 2023, it's been a lot of heavy stuff. And I think we keep waiting and waiting. Next year will be better. Next year will be better. And that's a hard um, limbo to live in. And I think we're all kind of waiting for just something good to happen. And I know we can't really live that way because it's, it's limbo and it's not really, we're not moving forward, but I feel like, and I'll have to ask her, maybe we'll have her on the pod one day. I have an astrologer friend who said, I think that we had to get to 2023 cosmically to thing mm. for things to finally like mm. feel less chaotic. Cause I remember talking to her in 2020 and I was like, Oh, we just got to get to 2021. She's like, eh, 2021 doesn't look that great either in the cosmos. And then I remember at the end of last year, I was like, okay, 2022. She's like, not really. So, you know, There's that, but I also feel like coming to 2023, feeling like things are sort of shifting a bit and there's an element for me and maybe for you, if this resonates, of like a clean slate, we can do whatever we want or we can just, it's like everything up until this moment is just gone and it's like, what do I want to do with this Clean slate, brand new moment, new situation, new circumstance right now. I guess freedom. Freedom. And Well, you and I have been talking about this. It's nice. Yeah, we've been talking about this a little bit. And I think the idea that how can we literally, because it's been every time something 
horrible happens or something difficult or something heartbreaking, which it feels like every other day I'm experiencing some kind of heartbreak. And I know that's a very strong word, but it, it's a heartbreak because I can feel the ache in my heart and I also start to cry. So it feels like every other day. So it's what's interesting for me in the idea of how to, someone said to me, actually today, someone said to me, I don't know how you're even functioning at such a high level with everything that's happening in your life. And I said, you know, I experience the pain deeply. And then I look at what is the step or the action that I'm supposed to take next. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's happening for me now in 2023. Yes, I think that it's the clearing away of all of this stuff. So instead of uh, like, I don't know what the word would be, like marinating in it or kind of just dwelling in this, oh my gosh, this just happened to me again, or this just happened to me new, like every other day, something crazy happens or something disturbing happens. I'm like, okay, this is kind of my mindset. Good to know. Good to know, which has been your phrase. And okay, this is all clearing away is exactly what you just said, Michelle. It's all clearing away. This is, so it, it gives it a different reframe, which I think we've talked about about on other episodes. So it's been giving me another reframe where I can experience the suffering or the sadness or the sorrow or the despair or whatever the feeling is in the moment of what has happened. But then I can also say, okay, wow, now I can clear this out. Now I can clear this out. And now here we are at 2023. And I've done a lot of clearing in 2022, which started several years ago, right even before the pandemic. And so it's so invigorating for me right now to be sitting here in the first week of 2023 thinking, yes, wow, I've cleared so much out. I've cleared so many people out. I've cleared so many things out. Now I get to choose what's coming back in. Mm. Who's coming in? Who am I going to, who, who, where, where am I going to, and what am I going to focus on? And where is my intention going to be for 2023? And what matters most to me for 2023? Right. So there's a little bit of gratitude, which you talk about a lot, Michelle, trying to find this silver lining Tiny joys. The tiny joys. I have a little, I have gratitude here this week for sure thinking that, okay, this was really, really hard. One of the hardest years of my life. I I have to chalk it up there to if there's five hardest years of my life, this is actually one of them, but I'm now entering this new realm of -hmm. possibility of opportunity of, wow, I get to now choose how do I want to live this year? How do I want to live this moment and who do I want to be in my circle and who do I want to be with me along this journey for 2023? That's really cool. Certainly I would say the second half of 2022 for you, it was like every single day it felt like some new thing or situation or person had become a disappointment or had done something disappointing or heartbreaking, like you said. And I think you've done a really good job of not, even like you saying that you're not going to talk about something so publicly until you've gotten through it. But the few people that we've been discussing some of our personal lives with, and everyone kind of says the same thing, and I've been saying the same thing, even though everything has been so difficult and filled with change and uncertainty and anxiety and just all of those feelings, everyone says, wow, I know this is really hard right now, but I'm so excited because everything is about to be so much, so amazing. Like no one's like, oh, isn't there a way that you could 
go back or, you know, go figure something out or, or, you know, fix whatever's wrong. Every person is like, so sorry that you're suffering in this moment, but can't wait until, you know, a few months from now or how, whatever that timeline might be where you're like on cloud nine. So I think, you know, that's for you personally, but for all of us who too are experiencing maybe a big life change or going through loss or just struggling or have uncertainties, remember that no feeling is final, like we say, and this too always will pass. Like I think we talked about in one episode, you know, with the bracelet that you gave me when I was going through a difficult time. And just know that you're going to get through whatever difficulty is happening. We don't know the timeline, but there's going to be a moment in the future where things will feel better. And I think things will make more sense. And you can look back and say, okay, yeah, that really sucked, but I'm glad it happened. And I find that really exciting. And I think whenever anybody asks me about you lately, like how's she doing or how are you doing? I'm like, I'm great because I'm really excited. Like I'm excited to get to the other side. I'm excited for whatever new space is created from all of this change. So in uncertainty and difficulty, I find the silver lining and like the light at the end of the tunnel is that possibility of new space and new energy. So beautifully said, Michelle. And if you haven't listened to some of our other episodes lately over the past several months, I've been sharing that I'm going through a divorce from a 30 plus year marriage. So it's been really, really difficult. And Michelle's right. Every day there's some new thing that happens. But I don't want to, I want everyone out there to understand that it's not easy and what, what I share and what Michelle has just said, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel or feeling you don't necessarily, I'm not grateful for what, I'm not grateful for the behaviors and all the things that I've had to endure, but I'm grateful for how I've come out of it with this new vision for my life. So I just want to make sure that's clear that we're never grateful for all the tragedies and all the heartbreaks and all the things. It's, it's hard to be grateful when people's behavior has been so abhorrent or has been so terrible and so destructive and so mean and so cruel and all of the things. We're never grateful for that. And we're not saying it's okay to have that kind of behavior. But, we, but with the gratitude that I feel today in the first week of 2023 is that I made it. Yeah. That just what you said, Michelle, wow, I made it. And I always had this little idea, you know, you have that voice within, we talk so much about the voice within. Mm -hmm. And I liked in 2023, I'm going to talk about it being the new voice. It's the voice that we sometimes don't listen to. And most of the time don't listen to. We're so busy listening to the voice in the head and the voice of society around us that we often forget to listen to that voice of the heart or that new voice within. And so it's that voice within that even during the hardest, hardest, hardest times, that little voice, I could hear it and I could feel it in the pit of my stomach saying, it's okay. It's okay. This is, this is all going to unfold in just the way that you might want it to trust, mm -hmm. you know, stay the course, mm -hmm. be brave, have the courage to keep moving forward and don't go backwards. Don't think that you have to give everything up and go backwards and try to make everything try to make everything right. And I had a person say to me about a couple of months ago, it's so time, Barbara, for you to start taking care of yourself 
instead of trying to make everyone else happy or trying to fix other people or trying to fix things in which we talked about in one of the episodes that I'm the fixer. So I just, I just wanted to say that, that it's, it's not, life is never easy in many instances, but especially when you're going through trauma and this has been very, very traumatic. Yes. And I just wanted to say that when you can believe in yourself and trust that inner voice very deeply and just know that, as you said, Michelle, this too shall pass. No feeling is ever final. I've got this. I've been through, you know, I'm 66 years old. So I've been through a lot in these 66 years. You've made it through 100% of your days thus far. That's a pretty good track record. It sure is. I like, I I love that. I like it, Um, obviously. And the thing too that keeps coming to me with all of this, especially how it relates to relationships with the disappointment that you've felt and I've felt and we've been witnessing Yes, it's painful. However, isn't it such a gift to be able to see the truth and to witness the reality and be able to say, like, good to know. Maybe I need to reassess or reevaluate or redetermine how much or little I'm going to share with this person. Good to know. You know, when you go through difficult times and difficult phases and upheavals in your your life, you really see how the people in your life show up for you. And it's not like some sort of test, like, eh, you failed the test, you're out. But like, you know, if you're feeling the wide range of difficult feelings, how are the people in your life going to step up and make you feel or try and help guide you through those feelings or comfort you? Or are they just going to like pile on and add to it or make you feel worse? And you know, you never know because each new circumstance and situation is different. We haven't ever been through a situation like this that you're going through, we're going through as a family right now. Um, and so we've never quite seen how people were going to react to this change in our family. And you always hope that people would act a certain way but they don't. And I think, like we've been saying, even though it's painful to feel that, you know, pang in your pit in your stomach of like the disappointment for people, you know, not showing up for you as you might like for them to, it's like, good to know. And then you can maybe spend less time nurturing that relationship and more time nurturing the relationships where you don't have to explain yourself. That's been a big one for me, not having to explain why I'm upset, like not needing to give a reason or like convince someone that there's reasons for me to be upset. If I say I'm upset, they understand and they're like, what can I do for you? So not having to explain people just wanting to be sympathetic and compassionate and helpful and just people who will really be, you know, when I was a kid, you and I would often talk about like the foxhole, like who's in your foxhole with you if you're in a foxhole, which is like, you know, you're in a, a ditch. I guess it's a weird thing, but it's... <laughs> who do you want to be in the foxhole with? Who do you want in your foxhole? Um, which I always just imagined was like a deep ditch. I don't know why we'd ever be in one, but if we were, like, who do you want to be in a ditch with? <laughs> who do you want to be on a on an island with if it's just the two of you? Who do you want to be on an island with? So, so yeah. So, you know, who would who would... Who do you want to be in your foxhole? So 
I think it's just been so eye-opening for all of us. While painful, you're like, okay, good to know. Because now I don't need to ever, It it's clear. And that's, uh, clarity is amazing, even though it's painful. I just want to add one thing, because I love what you just said. And I know we gotta, we're going to move forward with our... No, we're good. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, I just want to add one thing, because I think, I don't know if I ever really knew what I expected when I was in a very serious situation of sadness or heartbreak or suffering. I don't know. I don't know if I was clear. I think you're right. Clarity is everything. So I don't know if I was ever clear. And so what has happened for me during this whole 2022 and this whole ending, especially the past few months of 2022, what's become very clear to me is now I know. Now I know when I share something with someone that I think is my, is a person that I can count on whatever, how many fingers or hands I have or whatever, you know, I I think this is my person. And then I share a moment of sadness with vulnerability, my vulnerability. And I, I think, and I'm trusting them. Now I know what I'm, what I want back. So now I know what people to add back in and, and how you want to feel and how I want to feel, but I know what I want. I know what I'm looking for. So when I, lately over the past few months, when I've shared my suffering, heartbreak feelings, when I've shared my real vulnerable feelings and fear with several people that I thought were my people, what I got back, and if this resonates for all of you out there, it's really fascinating to think of what do you get back when you share, when you are your most vulnerable, when you are at your most vulnerable point, which I've been quite a few times in the past several months. Mm Mm-hmm. What and, do you get and back? Just to interject, you've been very brave with the vulnerability. Thank you. The way you've been vulnerable is not easy, and you've done it despite what you're about to say. So what I've what I've received back from several people that I thought were my people is defensiveness. Is how dare you? you do you think that that's? Do you think I could actually do that? Whatever it was I was trying to share, or whatever it was I was trying to say, it was never. Wow, I am so sorry that you feel this way. How can I be there for you? It was always defensiveness. Their feelings got amped up megatons, however you want to say that to the macro. You always Very use little macro. grace extended to you. Oh, zero grace. And most well, seriously, zero grace, always defensiveness, <laughs> trying to explain what they thought was going on or their part of it or whatever it was. There was never a place where letting me just a voice how I felt and wow, I'm here for you. What do you, what, what can I do? What can I do? Well, how could I make this okay for you? Because I can really see that you're very much suffering. So that was, this has been very eye opening for me that this is what I want Mm -hmm. for the people in my life. When I'm at my lowest point, which is what I feel like in the past year, especially the past few months, I want people that are there for me that I don't even need to tell them the worst situation that I'm feeling or the worst feeling that I'm feeling. I want them to say, wow, I can see your, I can feel your suffering. Mm -hmm. I can see your suffering. How can I help? What can I do? I'm here for you. So if any of you have been in this situation where you've been at a very, very low point and you've been disappointed, disrespected, so much I've been disrespected, it's really interesting to see, well, what are they, what do you want and what are they giving you? And, and now you can move forward and what do you want to do for the future? Yeah. And just know that it might end up being a very small amount of people that you can really feel that symbiotic relationship with. And that's okay. You know, it doesn't, it, it's 
quality over quantity, which is also a tough thing. You think you there's more and sometimes there isn't. Um, yeah. But I, I feel very excited for you and very excited for us and very excited for all of you listening. Me too. We have, I have so much to share with you and Michelle and I both have so much to share over the course of this year. It's very refreshing and new. It's oh. very. Is uh-oh. it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You'll have to share it's with all me. New. Yeah. Can't wait for you to share with me first. <laughs> well, no, that I'm I just, just kidding. I kind of teased what our, what our episode is about today. It's all new. Um, and I know you wanted to play this song, but you know, due to like no copyright nope. stuff, we can't, but do you want to tell them your, your theme song for 2023? Well, uh, maybe I could tease it up and then we'll talk about it the next time, but it's really okay. that the, the, the pinks, the, the entertainer pink, the singer songwriter pink with her song, I Am Here. Mm-hmm. So if you've never heard it, I had never heard it. And I'll, I want to talk about it more, Michelle. I want to save it. I want to save All it. Right. Okay. I want to save it for one of our other episodes because I have a whole thing that I want to talk about with that. But All right. Yeah, well, I am here. So if you're, if you're in 2023 feeling like I'm not quite sure and we're going to talk about a really powerful practice for you in this episode, just the fact that you're here is truly enough. And that's before I even came to this recording, I thought, wow, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I am here. And this is, this is a miracle. And this is wonderful. And I'm excited. And I'm really thrilled to be here with you, Michelle, and Woo! talk to everyone. So so last week's episode, last year's episode, we teased um, a bit that we were going to kind of walk you all through our New Year practice, my favorite practice for the New Year Um which you have been doing for so long. And I, you've taught me this practice that I love. Yeah. I can't even really remember when it started or really well, probably through yoga, I imagine. But, um, this is a practice that I've been really pretty solid in for quite a long time of ushering in the new year. And we, we chatted about it briefly last episode, but we wanted to dive into it a little more so that you hopefully can, embrace this practice and allow it to work for you for 2023. Yeah. Well, because I think what, what you've done for so long and what you taught me is we all talk about resolutions and what are we going to do for 2020, you know, for the new year. So what are we going to do for 2023 and the idea of all these resolutions and things. But I think the way that you frame this practice, it's powerful and it's, it, it truly connects you with your heart. And what, what I love about this practice, and I think you spoke about this years ago in one of your blogs or one of your writings, is, you know, I'm a great uh, lover of all the readings of all the traditions and all the mystics and all the religions and traditions and all the things. I just love to read. And so what I love about this practice, what came to me when you first taught me this practice was this quote from the Upanishads. Hmm. You are what your deepest desire is. As your desire is, so is your intention. As your intention is, so is your will. As your will is, so is your deed. As your deed is, so is your destiny. And that is from the Upanishads. And I, what I love about that so much is I am so much of an action person. I was thinking, I was talking to a friend of ours, Michelle, actually Lewis. I was talking to Lewis this hey, morning. Hey, Lewis. 
you know, I am, I am so much a person of, I mean, I sit with my feelings and I do all the things that, that, that we talk about, feel it deeply and go through the suffering and the heartbreak and all the things that we're just saying now. But then I emerge. What's the next step? What is the one little teeny tiny step that I can take? So I'm so much of an action person. So this Upanishads quote, when I, when I read this a decades ago is powerful. So if you've never heard this quote before, every, everything that you think, everything that you envision for your life, everything that you believe, everything that you trust, everything that you want, everything that you desire, everything that you fill your consciousness with and that you place your attention on can be your intention for your life. And it is powerful. And it, it really leads you to the next step that you're going to take, which is what has been happening for me. Okay, now what, after coming through this last upheaval of disrespect, I came out really clear. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the next step that I want to take. So, and then whatever action we take in the moment actually is the action in this moment, which is the only time we can take an action is the present moment, will actually determine what we do tomorrow and what the future will unfold for us. For sure. And it was interesting listening to you speak about from the disrespect came the clarity. And I was just, it kind of came to me that that is like the duality of life. You know, there is no one side without another side of the coin. And so if we can start to think about or be open to what is the other side of the coin whenever you're in a difficult moment, like maybe you're going through loss and the other side of the coin is like healing or disappointment, like you said, is clarity, Um, you know, change, opportunity, whatever it is. It's just like starting to embrace the both sides of the coin and like the whole picture of what it is and not just, of course, feel the feelings and not bypass, but like latch on to whatever the difficulty is and start to think about what when you get to the other side is on that other side of the coin. It's like flip the coin. And that doesn't happen right away. No, no, no. I'm just saying it's like knowing that it's there. Knowing exactly. Having the knowing and knowing that this too shall pass. I'm not going to feel this way forever. Because as you said, Michelle, no feeling is ever final. And no feeling ever has the power to name who you are. So don't dwell in that feeling thinking this is who I am. Like It was hard for me sometimes this year to think, oh, I'm this lost person that's just going to always feel sad or that's going to always feel suffering or heartbreak or is there anyone out there that I can trust? I mean, we go through those. It was really sad when we were talking to my therapist. You're like, am I the only one that constantly feels like this with relationships and losing people? Sweet, precious Barb. (laughs) No, we all do. Yeah. It's, it's so just, I think what you just said is so beautifully said that just really real understanding that there is another side that you're, as you said, I've been, I've made it through a hundred percent of my day so far and this too shall pass. And, and there is another side. So just knowing that and believing that and trusting that gets you through the toughest of times some often. Yeah. And of course, as we say so often, we can't ever control what happens outside in the external world with other people, with other places, with other situations, but we can cultivate and start to manage our reactions and our responses to everything. And that 
like with so much that we talk about starts in the mind. And like you said, what happens in our minds, what we think, what we believe, what we internalize, even, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, um, I'm my own devil's advocate sometimes. Like when I believe something, which I believe this, you know, about thoughts and thinking, I try and challenge myself and like figure out ways to think like how it might not be true or how it might not apply here or there or whatever. And even with this, with the thoughts in the mind, I I feel like despite circumstance, your mind, like you can, your mind is yours, you know, like, So what can we start to cultivate inside of our minds? That's our home. You know, we're the only one that knows what is going on in our minds. We're the only ones that listen to our own minds 24 seven. So like, what kind of home do you want to have? What kind of environment do you want to be living in, in your life? And that's not to say, of course, we're going to have thoughts. We're going to have feelings and beliefs and even like, mental illness that will take us into places that where our home feels really uncomfortable. Um, And of course that's okay. And part of life and valid and all of those things. But when we're in a place where we can start to renovate our homes, like what do we want in there? And I think that understanding our beliefs about life and relationships and what we want and what we wish to create, like, do you know the answers to that? Or do you know how you feel about it? Do you know, like, do you know yourself and know to, like, enough to know what you want in your mind? That's a beautiful question. And I think for the most part, actually half the time, probably not. But I think what's, what's really important is to have that understanding and have that, just start the conversation and start the opening up of the belief of that and understanding that. And I think even maybe one step before that is, do we really understand how powerful we are? Mm-hmm. Do we really understand how powerful our thoughts are? That's why the Supanishads quote has been one of my favorites of all time. Do we really understand that we have the power to create the life that we want to create one tiny step at a time once we know what it is that we want? And I think that's why it's so important to go through all the feelings of whatever is happening for you right now in the moment. If you're feeling, I mean, I run the gamut of feelings every single feeling imaginable I've had this year and felt them deeply. I've not, I've, I've allowed myself to feel them deeply. And one of the things that came up for me recently, Michelle, was this, you did a post on your Instagram. You did a video of Oprah and my Angelou. Uh, that's what I meant to bring up. One of my favorite people of all time. When we were I, talking about people. Sorry. I quote my Angelou probably every single talk that I give. There is some Maya Angelou quote. Well, and in this is, podcast, I think every single episode. I think so too. So you did it. This is one of my favorite quotes of her. When people show you who they are, believe them. And so you posted this video that was extraordinary with Oprah and Maya Angelou and it, lying in a bed, like talking, having this really beautiful. In their PJs. In their PJs, doing this conversation. And Oprah says, you know, I I, I think that I've learned it, but I maybe haven't learned it because when people show you who, who they are, believe them, and I get trapped or I get caught, I'm paraphrasing, I get caught every time. Mm-hmm. And then Maya says the most incredible, Dr. Angelou says the most incredible thing. She says, yeah. She says, I disrespected you. I, I broke your heart. I was not very kind to you. I tried to tell you that that's who I am. And when I saw that, 
video that you posted, it was such a huge aha moment. It's like, wow, this is what I've been through this year mm-hmm. with so many people, this idea of losing so many people. I've been showing you all along. Yeah. And, and she says it with such grace and such little bit of humor. Yeah. So I think what I'm, what I, what I wanted to add with what you were saying, Michelle, is that this is what has given me the lifeline. If there's, besides my practice, I mean, that my practice is huge, my meditation, my practice. But what has really given me a lifeline is this idea that there's nothing wrong with me. I don't have to fix me. I don't have to fix the world. I don't have to fix other people. I don't have to fix this relationship. I don't have to move myself backwards and try to figure out what did I do wrong so this could all be okay and we could start fresh tomorrow. No, it's really given me such, um, I don't know, just like a real enlightenment of, no, this is the truth. And life is unfolding this way for me. I'm losing these people one by one by one by one through disrespect, through unfortunate situations, because it's supposed to be that way, because it's not, I'm not been in alignment with my own truth and my own self within. And it's something that I already knew, but I didn't learn it. I didn't quite, I wasn't willing to be open to learning it. So I kept trying to fix the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. instead of believing what life had to offer for me in this moment, which you talked about possibilities, opportunities. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I meant to bring up the, the Maya Oprah video. Because for me, we, we say that when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time, quote, quite often. But... There's so much more that that Maya, Dr. Maya Angelou and Oprah Winfrey get into in this little clip of like, they're going to show you that they're mean, unkind, um, disrespectful. disrespectful, but then don't not trust what they're, they know you better than you know them. So don't not trust what they're telling you by saying, no, you're not. You're not mean. They know themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Sorry, but... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. However, I said it wrong. But No, but they you know, know themselves I mean. better than we know them. Yes. Yeah. And so if they're showing you that they're unkind or disrespectful, don't come back with... Don't not trust the information that they're giving you, thinking you know better, and say, oh, you're not mean, you're not disrespectful, or give an excuse. You know, you're just going through a hard time. You're just blah, 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 whatever it is. That to me was like the extra layer of the lesson that I would do all the time for people. People would show me that and I would make excuses and not believe it and then have to, you know, perpetuate that dynamic. So it we'll link the video in the show notes so you can watch the whole thing and and gather the the wisdom from these two ladies. But it's it's powerful. It's very powerful. And something that I'm constantly learning and learning again. And 
Well, I think the the greatest part of her quote is, and then we can, you know, move on. <laughs> move to, on to something. <laughs> the greatest part of her quote is, "Believe them." She ends it with, "Believe them." We've added, "Believe them." The first time, uh, the first time is what not. She said the first time. I don't think so, but we've added. I, I, not we. I mean, society and whoever writes all these things. But the most powerful part of her quote is, "Believe them." Why do we not believe them? We want others to believe us, right? When we're sharing our suffering or when we're sharing things, why, why do we give other people a pass? And this is what I'm working with. Why do I give people a pass? And I have, I have several friends in my life, really deep friends that I had a conversation with yesterday. And she said, like, you're so powerful. You're so strong to like start, move on. This is, I think she's been waiting for me to move on. Like there's been so many uh, episodes. And so maybe this, I could, I could hear it in her voice like, oh, this is the time where you're actually going to move on. So it's like, believe them. When mm-hmm. people show you who they are, believe them. Believe them. Don't give them a pass. They're not giving you a pass. I mean, yeah. I certainly haven't had a pass and they're not even actually acknowledging my feelings. And it's been met with mostly disrespect and, and yeah. whatever. So, yeah. So, well, and just also know that like, this isn't like a, bad versus good, like victim no. versus oppressor. It's just like, they're just notice, not your people. And it's just noticing things in your life and choosing what you want and what you don't want. And it's not ever like we're going to get to a space where everything is going to be great. You know, we're always noticing and becoming and changing and shifting and pivoting and all of that stuff. So, you know, it's, it's all a part of life, but shifting back towards, well, let me just, you and I get, <laughs> You and I gave a talk the other day and and someone asked me a question about what should I do, blah, 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 whatever it was. And I, my answer always is I'll give my experience, but my answer always is what can you live with? Mm -hmm. When this, when I, when I've been suffering with this disrespect, I, I can hardly breathe. I can hardly eat. I have this massive pain in my stomach. So I know that that's my cue that I can't live being out yeah. of alignment with this person. You literally could not stomach it. No, I could not stomach it. So I always say back to someone, what can you live with? Mm-hmm. If you can live with what they're asking of you, if it's a family member, if it's a close friend, whatever it is, if you can live with it and you're okay with it and you can make peace with it and still live your one wild and precious life that we talk about, go for it. So you really just have to ask yourself, what can I live with where I can live my life with peace, with ease, with grace, with strength, with courage, and, and uncertainty of my deepest desires, which is yeah. a lot. And you know, you had a, a medium tell you years ago that if you stayed in the status quo of your life, you would become ill. And they said it in a way that felt very... You did not like it. I was pissed. I was you like, are. who says that to someone? However, it was true. And I can see that from you throughout these years it wasn't like this person was cursing you, but you were living in a place of like being out of alignment and not being able to stomach the things that were happening or the people's behavior in your life to where I could see how there's no way you could have maintained your health, even though you're like incredibly healthy. It freaks me out. No, I'm like, I I love that you're healthy, but you're like a freak of nature sometimes with how you just boundless energy. So I I think it's like, you know, you were in a situation that would have 
ultimately taken its toll. And it's a testament to you how strong you are because you um, made it through all of that and, and thrived for the most part through that. But you can't stay in a situation for so long that's so out of alignment and so toxic and not have it, it take its toll on every aspect of you. Absolutely. It was making me sick, as you said. And it started really badly last November where literally I couldn't even, I mean, it was, it was, it was so, and I think that's what life does when we really want to live our best life and we really are in, I guess in alignment, but really wanting to, wanting to be all that we can be. Life will show us everything. And if we're aware, like Maya says, when you see it, believe it. So I saw it last November and that was the beginning of me really starting to understand, wow, I won't make it to the finish line. Mm -hmm. This really is going to take me out physically and I won't make it to the finish line because I literally got very, very sick in November, Mm -hmm. like pain, stomach sick digestive type stuff, sick. Like I couldn't, you're right, Michelle, I could not stomach it any longer. And so when you're aware, and I think that's, you know, we always say awareness is key. Clarity is key. When you're aware, then you can start to really wait a minute. I, I don't want to give my life for this. Yeah. I'm actually in a place where I might give my life for this. Right. And is this what I want to give my life for? Right. But it get it has to get to that. Well, Sometimes. maybe it doesn't have to get to that point, but it got to that point where it's like, is this worth my me. life? Yeah. But also not to go back to the gaslighting conversation that we had uh, the last couple episodes. But when you're constantly in a situation where you're being gaslit and emotionally abused and um, always making you feel like you're questioning yourself, your mental abilities become compromised because you can never trust yourself and your memory and your ability to know what's true and what's not. And I think you were in a situation where you were being gaslit a lot. And so your cognitive ability, I, I said like, mom, are you okay? And you always hated when I asked you that, but it, it did concern me because I felt like you mentally had been so beat down and overwhelmed for so long. I felt like you were on a, a brink of crossing a line of, of whatever that is mentally. Not saying that you were like, you know what I mean? No, no, I, I, I was, we were concerned anyways. So it's just and knowing more, all more of to come, <laughs> more to come on all of this. Anyways, going back to the whole point of day, this, listening to the podcast, there is so much that we're going to share. Going back to the point of this episode, new year, 2023, my favorite practice, your now favorite practice, what we do and how it's really served us. So for the past probably 10 years, I guess, you know, resolutions, there's always a conversation about resolutions. You know, you set the resolution to go to the gym more. It's February 1st. You haven't been to the gym. You want to lose weight, you know, whatever, you know, you want to journal more, whatever. Like we set ourselves up and it's this whole dynamic of we do it and then we don't do it. And we feel a lot of guilt and shame and remorse. And it's, we set these resolutions that don't feel aligned with who we are, but what we think we should set. And I just, I never loved that practice and that dynamic. I always enjoyed and looked forward to the idea of a new year meant a new clean slate and new possibilities and new opportunities like we've talked about. But the concept of like resolutions just felt a little icky to me. And so lately for the past few years, we've been, rather than setting resolutions, we've been setting intention words and, you know, I've loved it. 
it's a wild practice because you you choose the word and you never really know how it's going to show up and play out in your life throughout the year. And it always is like crazy how it does. You know, I chose ease for 2020 on what planet, but it served me because I had the intention to move through things with ease despite difficulty. And I was presented with like a million different difficult situations that I, you know, was like, all right, how am I going to maneuver through this? So, um, the practice. Well, I think, okay. Do you want to go walk them through the practice? I was just going to say what I loved, what, what really, because I'm not a, this isn't, this is a little different than a goal. And we're not talking about, we're, we're actually talking about, um, when you said resolutions, you know, all to me, when you were just, again, if resolutions work for you, do them. Oh, of course, but, whatever works for you. We're just sharing you. Our, but for me, a resolution was always externally driven. I want to lose weight. I want to go to the gym. I want to start uh, doing this more. I want to start. It's all, it's, it always felt to me like it yeah. was an external. I'm going to, I'm going to walk more. I'm going to spend more time with my dog or whatever it was. It was always kind of an external thing. There was an, there was an external thing where when you taught this to me and when you've written about this a lot, that it, the intention is actually, I remember you saying to me, this is your soul's desire. Mm-hmm. Like this is within, this is the starting point of you. You. This is a starting point of a dream, a starting point of a, of, of a deep desire. That's why the, the Upanishads quote goes hand in hand with what you teach and what you practice in this intention. So it's different than a goal. It's something that mm-hmm. you said brews inside of us. I just love, love, love this so much. It's true. And I'm glad you brought that up. So it, stems, the from the, it stems from the internal. It's an internal it's a, calling rather than an external desire. It's the soul's way of speaking to us. So when we think of the word, what do we want from the inside out? How do we want to live our lives from the inside out? And there, you talk about them as being whispers, whispers of the heart guiding us to where we want to place our focus. Like you said, you chose ease. So whatever was happening for you in 20, 2019, moving into 2020, you chose ease and 2020 threw everything at you that was not ease. And you went through 2020 with ease, with all of the stuff you had. That's a whole nother talk thing that we're going to talk about. Maybe all the things you went through in 2020. So I think intentions, as you always say, I'm, I'm quoting you because this is what you taught intentions Show us where we want to place our priorities. Show us what matters most to us. What do I want for this year? What do I deeply, deeply desire, which is the Upanishads quote? Mm-hmm. And where do I want to place my time? And there, there are blocks then, I think. You talk about them being building blocks. There are blocks then that take us to the goal or, the, or the, all the things that we want for our lives. Yeah. And, it, and that's why it's so powerful because it's a practice from the inside out. I love that. I'm glad you brought that back in because that is the important distinction between this practice and your typical resolutions. So what, what we do is just, it's, it's so easy to, you just sit in a quiet space, close your eyes, take a couple of breaths, get comfortable, like connect with yourself and, you know, silently ask yourself, like, what is my desire? What is my intention for this new year? How do I want to feel in 2023? And you can even if you really want to get extra credit, <laughs> you could even ask yourself the questions that we talked about in one of the earlier episodes of connecting with yourself of like, who am I? What do I really want? What um, impact do I wish to have? And what matters most to me? And just, you know, really connect with yourself to feel solid. But 
you don't have to do that. Just ask yourself, what is my desire for 2023? What is my intention and how do I want to feel? And then just notice what comes up immediately. I would really advise not to overthink it or think of what you should choose or what you feel like this year should be, you know, like just try and listen to those whispers inside. Listen to the whispers of the heart. Um, Because you're, your word is my word mm-hmm. is new new my word is new that new I've been talking about new I probably said to Michelle at least since August I probably said to Michelle every at least once a day since August new I I want to start new I want to I want fresh I want I want I want a clean slate I I want to be new I want to show up new kind of like the new and so why I love what you just said, Michelle, making sure that you're not overthinking it and overreacting because whatever word comes, because what new means for me, it means freedom. It yeah. means choice. It means, wow, I get to actually choose all the things that I want to bring into my new life. So don't overthink it. Don't think that you have to, what's the perfect And it also word? doesn't have to be profound either. No, new. I mean, when I say, you know, I say new, what, what does new mean? New means everything to me. It might not mean anything to someone else. Right. So really, I love that you said that so much, Michelle. I really, really highly, highly recommend that whatever word came to you, stick with it. Yeah. Don't analyze it. Don't judge it. Don't make sense of it. Don't change it. Really let it marinate because I think it matters. And it, it's, it's, it's one of your tips I think that you give for this whole practice. It's actually your connection to clarity. Yeah. The clearness is coming through with that one word that came up for you. Well, and when it comes up, you know, you, if you're still in your meditation or connected space, like think about what your life would look like with that intention and how does it feel in your life and allow your mind to imagine and to visualize what it looks like with that intention and, and let it sink in, you know, Um, and new for you, like you're so impassioned by that word and just hearing you talk about it is, is for sure you, um, and it's perfect. And I can see how new would start to play out in this new year. So just really let it marinate. And if you want to journal about it, crack open a journal, but just let it be a fun practice. Don't overthink it. Don't try and make it profound. My, my word this year is fun. I just want I want the lighthearted energy of my life for 2023. So try it out. We'd love to hear your words for 2023. And also I know that we're already in the new year. It's okay to do it. Like you don't have to, if you don't pick it by December 31st at midnight, like it's not going to work. You know, you can do it anytime. Yeah. Take your time. I, I just wanted to say what you just, one of the other powerful parts of this practice. It's really important. You say this a lot and you talk about this so much, even in our personal lives, you talk about this so much. How do you feel? Mm -hmm. So when the word new came to me, I felt energized. I felt excited. I felt, so just stay with the feeling and don't let the mind start overthinking it. I think it's, I love so much, Michelle, how you are always saying, how do you feel? Like, how is it, how is it making you feel? Mm -hmm. So because my mind would say, oh, but, but maybe I should choose this new. What is it? You know, don't allow the mind to do that. Just stay with the feeling stay because the that's what you're feeling in me today when you yep. said that, Michelle. I am so excited about this new year, whatever it brings, because I know that I, I am 
deeply connected to my own clarity of the new. Mm-hmm. I'm deeply connected because it's so positive because it's where I want to be and where my deepest desire is. And I'm deeply connected in alignment with who I am right now in this moment. So I have no expectations of what's going to happen. I have no thoughts like, like when you chose ease for 2020, you know, you didn't fight it. You didn't say, holy goodness, I chose ease and look at 2020. You really just kept going with it because you really trust yourself. So I would say for everyone listening to this, trust yourself, yep. whatever the word that is that came up, trust yourself, trust the feeling of it and go with it and allow it to play out for the whole year. Don't yep. change it. I love it. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear everyone's words. I'm excited for this new year. It's just a whole bunch of good feelings and good vibes. So can't wait to see how it all unfolds and can't wait to see how, you know, the Barb Knows Best community is going to shine in 2023. So thank you. Happy New Year. Just happy New Year, mom. Happy New Year, Michelle. Happy Happy New Year, Year, everyone. everyone. So thank you so much again for listening as we, uh, embark on this year two of Barb Knows Best. We're so excited um, to keep this journey going. We are so, so grateful for all of you and could not do it without you. Please make sure if you'd like to stay connected with us, you are following us on social media at Barb Knows Best Pod, at Michelle Maros, at Peaceful Barb. That's the best way to send us messages, topic requests, etc. Please also make sure you are liked and subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, so that you can stay up to date on all of our new episodes. And if you are loving the podcast, which we surely hope that you are, please make sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes or Spotify and leave us a review on iTunes. That helps us immensely. And lastly, please make sure you check out our merch that is linked in the show notes. There's lots of fun stuff. Let us know what else you'd like to see in the merch world because we're ready. Thank you so much again. Happy New Year. Have a great rest of your week and we'll speak to you next week because as we know, Barb knows best. say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.